Ready. Three, two, one. Bailey and Harper, first time in 2024. We are back, baby. We are back. It's good to be back. Episode 93. We got a lot of good stuff to get into, but we start, as always, with a hello, Roman Harper. How you doing? And a 93. What's up, brother? Kyle, what's good, man? It's been uh, way too long. Uh, we can honestly tell the people it's your fault. And um, yes. you've been very busy. Yes. You were sick. Yes. Um, and Happy New Year's. Happy New Year, man. Yeah, man. Still, it's not like it's been that far into the New Year's. Just the no, it's like three, four days, something like that. <laughs> yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we just got it. So it's not that bad. Um, my, uh, sorry about that. And let me see. You're 93. Number 93. First one comes to mind uh, is John Randall. Yeah. Love it. I did not. The one thing I didn't know, he was born on December 12th, one day after me. So How about that? I mean, not the same year, but I mean, I'm old, but I ain't that fucking old. Uh, <laughs> but he, he praised the man, but ain't that fucking yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he played 11 seasons for the Vikings, three seasons with the Seattle Seahawks, which I didn't even remember. Uh, six-time first-team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler. His 137 and a half sacks ranks 10th overall and first among defensive tackles. So until Aaron Donald beats him, he's the goat of D tackles when it far as comes as uh, as far as it comes to sacking the quarterback from the defensive tackle. He was the best. And then my favorite part about him honestly is I don't even remember any plays he made, but I do remember all of the highlights of him just talking nonstop. All the all the, the time. whole time. Just like talking trash, barking at yep. people, just just bananas. And was he not one of the first guys, Kyle, that like painted his whole face? Like he had the eye black, but it just went like all the way down. Oh yeah. Like not everybody was doing that back then when Mm-mm. he farted started. No, no, no. He had a screw loose or two. <laughs> but like that's what made him the best. That's yeah. uh, John Randall was the coolest. And again, I'm not even that old, but I've seen so many of those NFL classic films. <laughs> it is just him oh, yelling at man. people. He's just awesome. That guy ruled. Uh Dwight Freeney for me. Dwight Freeney, sixteen seasons in the NFL, rock ninety three. Uh one that of the, long? Yeah, sixteen seasons, right? He played dude, he played, he continued to play. At a pretty high level after he left Indianapolis, man. I mean, Chargers, he played for the Chargers, the Cardinals, the Falcons, the Seahawks, the Lions after that, right? Dang. Um, oh, yeah. I remember he, I, I, I didn't even, I forgot he played for Atlanta until I saw him uh, on the Super Bowl comeback tape when Tom Brady yeah. uh, brought him back from 27 to 3, whatever. Yeah. He was on that team. So, crazy. So, uh, four time All Pro, seven time Pro Bowler, Sacks leader in 04, uh, let's see, all decade team of the aughts. Uh, I mean, the what? To the early 2000s, the aughts. Is that what that's called? Yeah, man. What do you mean? That's the aughts. What is the, that's how the old timers said it. The aughts. We just hadn't had. To, we did. We were like that the first. Sounds like the aughts chord. Right. We were the first generation that had to say it in a while, right? Because we were there at the turn of the millennium. The people that were around the 60s and 70s, they didn't have to worry about the aughts, man. The aughts. I, I guess they kind of did. I guess <laughs> they kind of so did. Uh, Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeney's 93. <coughs> I'm about to die over here. Um, dude, I feel beat up. Well, I, I think you uh, you had a couple shots the other day. Yeah, some stem cell. I mean, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just no. like I'm get, I had some stem cell therapy done. Shout out Neogenics. Um, had some had some hip arthritis at the ripe old age of 38. They got it. They got it squared away. I'm feeling good. But uh, I had my booster yesterday, and I'm also I've been dealing with, with with what apparently is like wrist tendonitis, bro. I have fallen the fuck apart in 2023 <laughs> after cutting my toe off to start the year. You did do that. Threw my back out. Um, found out I had hip arthritis in no particular order, all these things, wrist tendonitis, sciatica on my left side. Like 2023 was the worst year for me physically of my life. Was it from you making all these babies? Probably so. Probably just, all that hip action. Yeah. yeah no, just, just doing a lot. Kyle. God, I hope her dad never hears this podcast. <laughs> 
You're worried about the dad. I was like, I you better worry about Camille. No, that too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the proof's in the pudding there. I mean, there's three. There's a third one on the way here in like three weeks. <laughs> that The sex has happened. So <laughs> it is what it is. But no, I mean, dude, I, 2023, all I wanted to do was work out. Like you, I remember this. You were like, dude, I'm going to get down. You were down 20 pounds I was, at one I was, point. I was down like – I lost 40 by the end of 2022. Yeah. I was getting back to feeling like me. Yeah. And I was, I, all I wanted to do in 2023 was get fucking yoked. That's all I wanted to do. I remember this conversation. And then, boom, cut a toe off in a, in a fucking recliner for like eight weeks. You know, not even able to run again for another eight weeks. I mean, it was fucking terrible. Throw my back out. You moved. I moved like it was it was terrible, man. It was so bad. Moving matters, too. Yeah, it but. does. But uh, Neogenics is getting me right, my man. There they're, we go. I, getting I me love right. it. So uh, some stem cell. Oh, and that's the thing. That, that's the cool thing about them is that they've taken care of my hip. And I was like, hey, I got this wrist issue. And they looked. Dr. Kuzma looked at it and he was like, oh, yeah, we got you. And they hit me with some some therapy in the old wrist. So I'm a little sore today, but uh, going to be all right. Going to be all right. Kyle, man, I learn something new every time I'm around you. Um, let, let's talk, let's jump into some things. Like, oh, I'd like it's, to. It's what, been what, a while. What I, would you like to talk I about? I mean, we, we're going to bob a, and weave. I have a suggestion. We're going to bob <laughs> and weave a lot. It's been a couple of weeks and a lot of things have happened in a couple of weeks. Yeah. All right. Have, have we been here since the SEC championship? Uh, you no. Know. Yeah. No, so, we haven't. All right. Well, that happened. I Hold mean, on, but a, we got to start with the most relevant thing. I though. agree. Let's Can go. we start with the most recent irrelevant thing? I'm just trying to like piece it back to how far we got to try and bob and well, weave. I know. Fair, fair like, enough. Go. But let's start with the most recent thing. All right. The owner of the Carolina Panthers threw a drink on a fan in a, Jacksonville on what Sunday. What a dick move. You thought so? Duh. What did you think it was? All right. I'm just checking. <laughs> I, haven't ta- I haven't talked to you about it yet. Okay. So, all right. Uh, yeah, it wasn't awesome. So, so what, all right, as a player, take me through this because – yeah, I know you're not playing now, but you did play, and you played for that organization. You're a player in the National Football League. You know that anything is so small as a, a uniform violation could get you fined, right? <laughs> thousand percent. Right? I thousand mean, percent. People get suspended for some wild stuff in the NFL sometimes. For hitting somebody too hard, you get fined 20, 40, 100 grand. There you go. For playing the game. Playing you know, the game. A little too aggressively, right? Yes. But the guys who are supposed to be above the fray, to quote Shannon Sharp from a couple of days ago, one of the owners – Throws a drink on somebody. As a player, what are you thinking? Um, number one, complete embarrassment. They, you should be better than that. You, you just can't do that, to sink to that level. Um, and then when I saw it on video, I think it makes it look even worse. Because not only did you throw the drink, but then you didn't even stand on your own two feet in mm. your own business. You Mm-mm. threw the drink down and walked off. Like you just got out. You know what I mean? Like, so... It'd be different if, like, you th- they did something, you throw a drink because, like, they did something. And then you stand on business. Yeah, and then you're you like, stand on business, like, right? Like, you know what I mean? They, th- when I saw the video, it made me feel worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Because it was like, dude, it's already disrespectful. That's, like, worse than spitting on somebody. Oh, yeah. Throwing a drink on them. Well, I said on the air the other day, look, I mean, everybody knows, back in the day, I used to work as a bouncer, <laughs> bars, clubs, things like that. Seen a lot of fights break out. I don't see a lot of dudes throwing drinks and running. I saw dudes like just throw down, right? You know what I've mean? seen plenty of women throw a drink on somebody. Plenty. Seen it, yeah, seen that happen for sure. And, and Kyle, so so that's what I said. When I saw the video, I was like, dude, that's Mm-mm. even worse. It's a bad look, bro. It's, it's a terrible look. You're gonna do it, stand there. You gotta stand to you gotta on. stand on business. Yep. You got to. All right. Didn't do that. Scott Fitterer, he looked like a punk too, because he just stood there with his hands in the pocket. Like you you didn't even look surprised or shocked, didn't say anything. Like, it was just bad. It looked terrible. They look awful as a room right there. You know what I'm saying, Kyle? Yep. With all due respect, 
probably all nice. With all due respect. With all due respect. <laughs> you guys look terrible as a room, right? Terrible. So, what do I think should happen? I think that he should have fined, the NFL should have fined him a, mil, a million, million and a half, two million dollars. He should have been suspended for this last game. All right? You don't get to come around if you're going to act like that. Because if a player did something to a fan, I bet they would be suspended. There's no way a player would be able to do that and not be suspended. I, it just wouldn't happen. Like, wouldn't happen. Like, players are held to this, this high, high standard of, you know, and it's in, the, it's, in the, it's in the collective bargain agreement that we are held to a higher standard than the normal population. Like, if you get in any kind of trouble – like, just because they don't get you in trouble with the law doesn't mean you're not in trouble with the NFL. And so this was egregious. It was terrible. It was an awful look. And it's just another time that the owner of the Carolina Panthers has not looked good so far. And it hasn't been many times that he's got a lot of things right. This is another reason, another way he got it wrong. And then on top of that, cop, the – I'm not even going to call it apology – Whatever that was, the, the letter out or response. Basically, it said, <laughs> I was really into the game and I love my team. Probably shouldn't have done that. Probably should have called security. Uh, won't happen again. Security? Bye. Dude, you got your own security. Why you got to call security? What are you talking about? Look, look, he should have apologized. He didn't even apologize, Kyle. He didn't apologize. Well, no, of course not. He didn't Did you apologize. expect him to? Like, am I, am I so cynical? Because I, I didn't – I said this is uh, the day, Tuesday, the first show back. I was like, they're not going to do anything to him. They're not going to punish him. Not in any real way. There's no monetary fine that's really going to hurt him. And – It should have been a million dollars. I don't think they wanted to set the precedent of suspending him. They didn't suspend – first of all – Well, they didn't suspend – did they suspend Ursay when he got in all the, all the shit years ago? Well, his was different, though. I mean, his was off the field. You know, there was a lot of other stuff, you know, involved. I – but as far as Tepper goes, basically I said Tuesday, they're not going to do anything. And we got wind of the Jerry Jones, because Jerry Jones does the radio interview in Dallas every week on 105.3, the yes. fan. And they asked him about it. And Jerry had put together, like he, he spewed out this like 90-second word salad that didn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> but part of it, he, he just kept harping on David Tepper's integrity. He's like, oh, he's got integrity. And, you know, we would, the NFL, we, we're so lucky to have him as integrity. And it was like, if you heard that, you're like, oh, they're not doing shit to this guy. <laughs> They're, they're not. They protect their own. Of course they do. Of course they do. So they you're, you're, protect their own. Everything you just said, I think, is reasonable <laughs> and accurate. And maybe it makes me cynical, but it also made me right on Tuesday. I was like, they're not doing anything to him. Uh, yeah, I, this is what my opinion says. I'm not shocked that nothing is going to come out of this. Right. Um, maybe the next time I speak to Roger Goodell, I'll ask him personally what his real opinion is, and he'll be able to tell me. Uh, when he, when you go see old Raj again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, maybe at the draft or something. Okay, like, all right. Me think. I, we'll, we'll he's far enough away. You yeah. Might, okay, gotcha. Right, well, he'll actually, like, maybe talk to me. Cause did, did you just assume that you're going to be calling out picks again at the draft? Or what's... Uh... No, I mean, you know, I do I do another podcast, too, that the oh, NFL... No, the, yeah, right. Then they'll host us there. So, yeah, any, no, like, some of these big NFL-type things when all these people are around, yep. he's usually around shaking hands, kissing babies. Of course he is. And I usually find him in a corner somewhere... And over the last couple of years, he's me and him have actually we know it like he knows my name, like I know his name, and so if he sees me, he will talk to me. It's not like weird, you know what I'm saying? So you get the good stuff out of Rob. Yeah, I now. get the good stuff now, and he's All not right. like the guy I hate that's in the office in New York. I got you. Like it's no longer those 
I got you. We don't, the bridge of communication has been built. And so I was hoping to broadcast live from the NFL draft this year, but there's no point in me drafting live this year because the Panthers don't have a first round pick. So I was going to say, I'll join you and Raj in the cigar room one, you know, at some point, but I'm probably not going now. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see. And at the end of the day, I'm just, look, he could have been at least in the fans' eyes because the fans right now don't have a really good feeling or taste of David Tepper as right, an owner. Right, right. It just he just hasn't got a lot of things right. But we see this: the fans are embarrassed. The people of Carolina, both Carolinas, are embarrassed. And so you look up, and because this is a young team that hasn't won a lot, and then you look at the owner do that, and you're like, dude, it's a reason. I mean. How the player's going to be doing things right and the owner's doing that. Like, that's a natural tie-in to each other. And then from there, you're just like, okay, well, apologize. Let's move on. If this dude wants to sue you or something, stroke the fucking check yeah. and keep it moving. Yep. You, this guy's not – you're not going to get hit. Nobody was hurt. Nobody – it's not going to – it's not going to do By the way, anything. that fan went on radio in Jacksonville this morning. Heard it just a little while ago. Did you? I haven't heard it yet. I heard it just a little while ago. What did he ago. say? What did he, he say? He said that – they were just excited. They were happy. They didn't. They had they that they had been sitting in those seats. The people that had them seats. One of them was they've been there since the inception. So like when Carolina started in the nineties. Yeah. Then the other people been sitting in those coming to those games for like twenty plus years. All right. They've met all types of owners. Uh, they've taken pictures with everybody in those suites. They're just like, and we've even given people respect and like not bothered them, a.k.a. Dan Marino. He, they shouted out Dan Marino, who was yeah. like, hey, yeah, hi, just want to be here for the game. Yep. Cool. Yep. They turned back around. They were like, we don't ever like do that. He said nobody was talking trash to these people. Like they hadn't said anything to them. Yep. Uh, Bryce Young threw the, the game losing interception at the end. They all start celebrating with uh, other Jacksonville fans. And then they said the dude said he just felt ice start hit, hit him in the back or whatever it was, and then he turned around and then some explicitives were said, and then by that time he just saw Tepper like walking out and had no idea like what the hell just happened like yep. who just threw ice at me. So on Tuesday I I tracked that guy down to an extent right. Uh-huh. Um, I was going through one of his buddies, but uh, I was communicating with him and he was giving me I, I couldn't run with the story because he it, also it, said he, he's not trying to sue. Oh, no. He don't want anything. He said, if anything, Tepper should stroke a check for like 500 to like some kind of uh, hunger thing or uh, the homeless in Jacksonville. Oh, well, that's because I, I think those guys are pretty successful. Yeah. From yeah. what I found. Yeah, I think they're yeah. pretty successful. I don't think they need any money from yeah, David yeah, Tepper. Yeah. Uh, in fact, one of the guys that I talked to associated with him said that he's been trading. He's been a trader in the markets for 25 years. So they are very familiar with David Tepper, which might have played a f- – I don't know if it could have played a factor here or not, but I don't think they're big David Tepper fans <laughs> based on what – because you know, at least one of these guys is a trader and the other, I believe, is he's got a white-collar professional job yeah. in Jacksonville and has done well for himself so they don't need to sue David Tepper I guess is my point they could but they don't need to that was one Uh, of the big things I took away but I think part of it too was they were they were already familiar with David Tepper and I don't think they were fans of David Tepper to begin with so uh that's really interesting I gotta go listen to the audio for the first time because he the guy the guy reached out to me this morning and he gave me a heads up he's like hey my buddy's going on in Jacksonville I'm like hey awesome you know as long as he tells somebody his side of the story I want to hear it it was I was very intrigued by it because I was like what I mean, like, who's the guy, right? Who's the guy that got hit by the ice by David Tepper, right? Something. Love to know. It's just and it's crazy. So it, I just can't believe, I think it's bananas that this is where we're at right now. Um, it's like, That's some Myrtle Beach shit. Like, that's <laughs> trashy as hell, dude. 
Like, why are you? You're an owner. Like, I, and then I got a few texts from people earlier this week, and they're like, "I just, I love his pass. Shows his fire. Like, passion. That, right? It's like, passion. I don't. First of all, you're not a linebacker. All right, I don't care about your passion or your fire. It doesn't mean a hill of beans <laughs> in a suite somewhere. Don't doesn't, care. Doesn't like, matter, bro. You, you can scream and pump your fist. That's awesome. Do all that, right? But don't act like a drunk stripper. Like, don't don't throw drinks at people. I, I've told people all the time. You know, sometimes oh, on you're my, paying customers. My, my, too. my Saturday show. Everybody's all fired up. The crowd's really into it. Oh, everybody's excited. I'm like, hey, guys, ain't now one of these people playing out here. No, ain't now one of them on the field. They're not going to affect it outside of being loud. Yeah. Like, they can have an impact. Key third downs, <laughs> yeah. get loud, hurt communication. There we go. Yeah, for Passion. sure. Good. Yeah. Great. Awesome. You know what? Doesn't matter. Outside of that. <laughs> Don't matter. Not really? Yeah. It's not an excuse. Love it, appreciate it, makes the sport what it is. It's Everybody agrees with that. It's not an excuse to act an ass. But players still got to throw, catch, you know, tackle, all that stuff. Yes, and it's not an excuse, Kyle. It's embarrassing. And uh, I, honestly, the, the, the Panthers this season can't end fast enough, honestly. Oh, yeah. This, this Do you think they roll over? Because Tampa's got a division title. If Tampa wins, they're division champs on Sunday. I know. I'm rooting for Carolina. And you got Carolina with one foot into vacation, right? Dude. So. Two feet. Shades on, too. I mean, I think, the whole I, night. I, I think Bryce could use a big afternoon. Like, I, the, if he could end the season with a strong performance, especially after that catastrophe in Jacksonville, like, I think it'd be big for I him. I didn't see the game. How bad was he? Oh. He's bad. Who, Bryce? Yeah. Um, there, there, was, there was some good. There was a lot of bad, too. But it, the way I looked at it was in the first half, the offensive line gave up four or five sacks in the first half. Ooh. Um. And Reminds I think me of Alabama. And I think you can't get the quarterback hit though on that early. I know, and, I, and it sets the tone it for the rest of the game. It just messes up everything. It sets the tone for the rest of the game. Yes. And so, like from that point forward, especially in the second half, he was missing dudes. But you, he was bleeding through his shirt. I mean, he got <laughs> he got hit. He got sandwiched at one. You didn't see the game at all, right? No, I didn't see it. At I all. think it was the first or second. Was it early in the second half? I think maybe first half. But anyway, he got destroyed <laughs> and had to come off the field and go to the blue tent. It was a third down play, right? He got teed oh, wow. off on it. We thought he might be done. Done. He came right back out the very next series, but he was in the blue tent. Yeah, you know, and he's bleeding through his shirt and everything else. I mean, he's a tough kid, dude. He's so tough. Um, but it, I and think he's been playing well the last three or four games. This has been like well, I'd say last two. Yeah. I, Atlanta, you know, really, and then then Green Bay. Yeah, but the point was, I think there are a lot of folks who want to jump on him who've already written him off. It's like, oh, it's another bad performance, and it wasn't great. Like he missed some throws. He's got a hit. But when you get sacked in the first half four or five times and you're getting your bell rung repeatedly, it sets the tone for the rest of the game. Like, especially if he's still a rookie. He has not been as accurate as I would imagine him to be. But no, he, he, he also, when you draft him from college, it was one thing, the caveat that came with drafting Bryce Young was you got to protect him. Yeah. You cannot let this kid get hit on early. He's too little. And things need to be built around him a certain way. Or if not, you're going to mess it up. And so. And what they've done is he's going to end the season with the fourth or fifth most sacks in single season history in the NFL. History? Yeah, I think uh, David Carr in Houston, I think he had 72, and then he broke his own record in 76. Yeah. Back to back seasons. So. And Dave, there's one more that I'm missing, I'll think of it. But then number four, I think, is John Kitna, who got sacked 64 times. Uh, so I think he's fourth. Yeah. Bryce could pass that if they got a terrible day on Sunday, but I think he ends up fourth or fifth. The, the crazy thing, though, is like we saw that what happened to, to David Carr because of that. He was never the same. After his little stint in Houston, he couldn't get right. He saw ghosts the rest of his life, the yeah. rest of his career, yeah. because he got hit on way too much too early. 
and, and they didn't do enough to, about it to change that narrative. So it's going to be really interesting to see um, where Carolina goes. Do I think they're going to make a great hire? No. Um, it, I don't know. I'm rooting for it because I'm rooting for a lot of the players there. Um, I heard you say something the other day, not trying to quick change it, but um, you're talking about Derrick Brown not getting going to the Pro Bowl. But, dude – they don't win enough games. Nobody's no, I know. I know. That, that's one of those life ain't fair arguments. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah, nobody's exactly. shocked that he doesn't get to go. <laughs> yeah. But his season has been so great individually that it's an absolute travesty that he's not going to get that recognition. And, and, and when you don't get sacks. Like, one year. Like, Kyle, I went to two Pro Bowls, and I should have went to three. My the year I didn't go was my best season in the NFL, yeah. in the career, in, my, in the league. That sucks. And so I had almost broke the NFL – Season single season record for sacks for a defensive back, but I had zero interceptions that year. And the guys that went in front of me, they had picks. They had like one or two picks, not even a lot, just like one or two. And that's what that's the one area where Derrick Brown's not had a big season yeah. sacks. I mean, right? I also hit Steve Smith late that year, and everybody thought I was a dirty player too. So the players didn't vote for me. That yeah. was that year, wasn't yeah. it? Damn. Yeah, so, yeah no, no. But but I think that you make a good point with the interceptions because like those are the flashy stats where the people who read box they, scores really get attracted and, and to. And they don't. And when you're and when the players are voting for the Pro Bowl, they don't have like next gen stats over there beside no, them. They no, don't you're have. Right. PFF ranking. They don't have no. all these other things. All they have is just a whole bunch of numbers, stats, da da da. And they just like, all right, here we go. The O line, you vote for the D line. Running backs, you you tight ends, you guys vote for the linebackers. Wide receivers, you vote for the DBs, and vice versa. So that's how it goes. Derek Brown, he needs three more tackles to become the single season leader in NFL history for a defensive tackle. Ten more stops than the How next. How many tackles does he have? I think 88. I'll double check that. I don't know if that's right or not. Um, Ten more stops than the next best defensive tackle per NFL next gen. Eleven more for, per PFF, to, to your exact point a second ago, yeah, right? Yeah, like that. Nobody yeah. has these. Second in, <laughs> second in batted balls. He's got the best stop rate in the NFL, the best run stop rate in the NFL, second highest graded interior defensive lineman in the NFL, and he's first in the NFC. So – you know, I, I, nobody's going to argue with Aaron Donald making it ahead of him. Nobody's going to argue really with Dexter Lawrence making it ahead of him. And Javon Hargrave's a good player. Yeah. But I, you know, he's also – have you seen the former, like, top 15 picks they got at edge rusher and outside linebacker in San Francisco? It is unbelievable <laughs> what they have. The they number – like, they're just they swapping out dudes. former top they 15 picks. Oh, my God, dude. It's ch- I mean, they got Cleveland Farrell. They got Chase Young. These guys are backups. Yeah, uh, Cleo Chase Young. Well, what has he been like since he's been since he has he done anything? Oh, I mean, he's starting in San Francisco right now. Is he starting uh, over Chase Young? He's for, as of yesterday, he was first on the depth chart. But I mean, Chase, these guys—they're just rotating monsters at you for four quarters, right? So I mean, you got to have a starter. He's one of them. But uh, you got Eric Armstead in the middle. You got—I yeah. uh, mean—they got some monsters down there, dude. Absolute monsters off the edge. Yeah. Oh, and then Kinlaw. You got Javon, Javon Kinlaw, Kinlaw out of South Carolina, who's the backup on the other side. So they got dudes. Who's a first rounder, former first rounder? Was he 16th overall pick, I think, right? Something yeah. like that? Yeah. Something so, like that. I mean, they got dudes, a ton of them. Anyway, uh, Der- Derek Brown is one of those dudes. He will fit in. He would be the best defensive tackle on just about any team outside of Los Angeles or, or well, Philly. My biggest thing with him is that I'm just happy they found a position for him because early, the first year or two, it was like, uh, this is a little hit and miss. It wasn't, he wasn't as productive and dominant as he was coming out of Auburn. When you when you saw him come out of Auburn, you're like, dude, this guy is unblockable. Well, but also think about it, the last two years he's gotten to work with Steve Wilkes and Ajiro Evero. Early on, 
you know, in the Matt Rule tenure when they drafted him. It, at one point, Matt Rule, did, he was a healthy scratch for like two weeks in a row in his second year. Really? Oh, yeah. There were people – I got. I know he was a healthy scratch at least once, but I think two weeks in a row. How? Exactly. <laughs> how? Exactly. Dude, he's a top ten pick. That's the proper question is how. <laughs> now look at him, right? He's gotten work with Steve Wilkes and his Euro ever on back-to-back years. And this is why I was so bullish on the guy. Because remember back when he came out of Auburn – there were people that were looking at like his three cone drill and his athletic whatever they call they call that thing the spray chart whatever that is at the um, at the combine. He's just a great football player. Well, right, and they're like, yeah, but he doesn't have the same three cone drill speed as you know Aaron Donald or whatever else. And it's like, do y'all watch him? Yeah. They're like, yeah, but he can't bull rush everybody in the in the NFL. I'm like the fuck he can't. Yeah, well, Aaron Donald's also two eighty eight. He's different. He's a different guy. Well, yeah, I mean, he's from a stature standpoint, he probably shouldn't be. <laughs> no. Even a starter in the NFL. Yeah, but he's a baller. He's a monster, he's right? A mo- he's, he's just a straight he, up baller. Like Derek, I think plays at like three oh five, three ten, something yeah. like that. I mean, he's a and, and he, he's also he's not playing just the three technique. He's playing more of a one. He's doing more dominant things, and I, I think that's been the biggest change for me is that where they have him playing and asking him to do up front is how is has allowed him to continue to shine. And of course, he's also learned how to be a pro. Yep, I like, like that. Those are the things that matter. I like you know that. the game slows down, you know you start learning tricks of the trade. You learn how to be a pro, how to properly prepare, and then you learn how to play the game. Yeah. This is a grown man's game. Yeah. Um it's so when I see all these guys a lot of times every year, you're going to have however many guys leave early for the draft. And they don't know what, how they think is they're just good. Like somebody has told them that they're going to make it, they're going to be this. And I'm like, dude, it is so hard. Yep. It is so competitive. And the difference is, you're going from where you played against young young men. Like this is grown ass man sport. Like it's thirty some year olds in here trying to take care of their family, bro. And they not finna let you come in here and take it. Mm-mm. So it's just a different mindset. And the preparation is what really separates the good, the bad, and the the greats. Well, and that's the thing about – that's what's interesting to me about Sunday, too, just to make a final point about the Panthers, and we'll talk about other stuff because you're right. We have other things. But, um, you know, Sunday, they got two feet out the door on vacation, as you said. But you got a new coach. And sunglasses You got a new coaching staff coming in here. And I I heard Ross Tucker talking about this. What coaching staff? Well, they got to hire a new coaching staff this offseason, right? So my, the point Ross Tucker was making this morning, he was like, if you're a Carolina Panther, and he was like, outside of a, you know, a couple of guys who are already certain in their future there or they're certain that they're leaving, he was like, a lot of these guys, he's like, they, get, they need it's, – it's in their best interest to put good tape out there for, on Sunday you know, in this finale because you know, you got a new coaching staff coming in here and they're going to be making some decisions. So a new GM too, possibly. So that, I thought that was an interesting point. Maybe, I mean, maybe, they're going to – look, you're a pro. You're always going to put your best foot forward. You, we, we're out there. We love to compete. Right. But I'm you just said you, it's cutthroat. Right, but the moment shit start getting close to hitting the fan, like yeah. bro, I'm out. Like you get down three touchdowns with like you know two quarters to go. It's like nah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. man, can we just run the ball? Human nature. Yeah, that's very much so human nature because I don't have anything to gain out of this. Yeah. So um, that part of it, I'm a little nervous for. And look, I want Carolina to win, not so much because I care about Carolina's record. Uh, but more because I would like to see the Saints get in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. So, um, but they, they, yeah, they got to beat the Falcons, and they, they need the Panthers to win, right? Yeah, yeah. I, and I think they'll beat the Falcons. Um, Falcons are who the Falcons are. They very up and down. Um, same thing can be said about the Saints. Same thing can say about Tampa Bay. Same thing can be said about every team in this division, except for Carolina. They've yeah. just been down. Yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see. Um, these things make it all exciting. Um, I can't wait to see. 
who the Bailey Bets are going with this weekend. Mm. That'd be fun as well. Shout out to Kings Casino, new sponsor of the show. <laughs> Bailey Bets are coming roaring back now that I'm. I love in, it. I'm love in, it. Can't I'm, wait. I'm in bed with the casinos now, Roman. Dude, that's you a know? good. That's a good bed to be in. It's, it's a good big, bed to be in. Comfortable. Yeah, they're big and comfortable. They change the sheets. <laughs> Fresh towels. This is a good bed to be in. Pretty good? Yeah. Pretty good. Shoot. All right, so what else do you want to talk about? Uh, we How about got, your Alabama Crimson Tide falling like, to the Michigan Wolverines on Saturday? Yeah, man, I, I would love to go there because I've been talking about it. I've watched the game. I was there at the game. Yeah, you were. Um, number one, you give Michigan the credit because they won the game. Um, the game kind of went how they needed it to go to win that game. You give them credit, all the credit in the world for it because, you know, that's what I love about football the most is that, like, ball don't lie. In the great words of Rasheed Wallace. Yep. Ball One don't lie. Great philosophers yeah. of our time. Oh, man. And so, if you play, if you don't play good, like, I love football. Let me tell you. Let me just get this right. The thing I love most about football over any other sport is that in, a, in basketball, it's a series. So, usually the best team wins over a series. Yep. In football, it's like, Dude, it's one game. So it's not the best team that always wins. It's the team that plays the best that day. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a product of that. Super Bowl 50, Carolina, that jersey hanging up over there. Dude, we're better than Denver. Like, we probably beat Denver seven, seven out of ten times. Maybe eight out of ten. Yeah. But that day was just one of those two or three. And we lost. You look up, you're like, dude, we didn't play good. And – you, and I, I said that about Alabama. I give Michigan all the credit. I felt like Jim Harbaugh and Michigan, they won on the schematics, and they got enough plays to win that game. But if I'm looking at Alabama, I'm like, dude, you guys played bad on the biggest stage of the game. You came out, you got your quarterback hit, got him knocked, like knocked that, like hit a lot early. Mm -hmm. You can't allow that. We just talked about that, letting your quarterback get hit on early. Not a good sign. Yep. All right. Then you can't run the ball consistently. When you do, all of a sudden, like they were lucky to only be down three after the first half. Lucky. Michigan outplayed yeah. Alabama big time in the first half. Yeah. Alabama had no emotions. And sometimes that happens. I've seen it happen where you make a really big play, the interception on like the first play of the game that was called reversed. reversed. You get this really good high, and then you got a lull. And you just, you just can't get back up. And I'm not making any excuse for Alabama. Like, dude, I, I don't play. So it doesn't bother me like that. I just call it how I see it. Um, you know, so, that sounds ridiculous, right? What? I, I, you do a great job of being objective. But you love Alabama. I do love Alabama. I know. We got to say that, though, right? Oh, yeah. I do love Alabama. I know you do, right? But, you know. People are going to hear that. Like, yeah, sure. Because we all love our, our alma mater, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, but, I'm rocking gear right now. Yeah, but I, I, I can be objective because emotionally I'm not attached to wins and losses. Dude, I agree. If that makes sense. Because, I, sure. Because I. You've because, been through it. it it's just, yeah. That's a product of getting older. Right. You've right. seen enough games. You've been a, a part yeah. of enough heartaches and triumphs right, that right. you and just Because get I played, yeah. like, I used to, like. The wins and losses would control my whole fucking week. Like, yeah. I'd be mad as hell. Yeah, a lot of fans are like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now I'm just like, I don't let it affect my emotions like that. I still sleep fine at night, regardless. Willie does, though. Yeah, oh, well, come on, man. Roll Tide Willie? When are we getting Willie on, by the way? <laughs> I got to get him. I don't even know if he can put a whole, That man like, don't give minutes. a piss about nothing but the time. Nothing but the time. <laughs> All right? We got to get Willie up here on the podcast. Anyway, right. go ahead. So, so then... They were lucky to only be down three at the first half. They come out second half, they're doing great. They, like, I told everybody on TV, I was like, dude, they should not panic. You're only down three, and you should have been getting blown out. Like, 
you get the ball in the second half, just go down and score, dude, you're fine. Yeah, best case scenario, you're okay. Because <laughs> like, it's going to be so much worse. Yeah. You get down there, you, you're moving the ball, you're moving the ball, you're moving the ball, and then you have two bad snaps. Knocks you completely out. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. And the snaps have been bad. It was not pretty all game. Yeah. All right, so then that happens. Then you got to get the ball back again, and you finally get another – you get a stop, and you score. And you're kind of like winning the game. They were winning the game, but Michigan was really trying to take the air out of the game from that second half on. Like, Michigan was just trying to shorten the game. Oh, yeah. Michigan was shortening the game every single time they could, taking as much time as they could to run the play, really taking the air out of the ball. And and Alabama really outplayed Michigan until the last four minutes of the game. Yep. But you can't have bad snaps. You can't have the fumble when Jalen Milrow fumbled it in the second half. So that evened up the turnover battle when you were winning it 1-0. Yep. All right? So you even the turnover battle, even though it didn't cost you on the scoreboard because the kicker missed it and you had a good defense to stop following that. But as far as on the clock was concerned, you would have been able to continue to move the ball down the field and eat up more clock. And then that would have changed the game later on when you gave them four minutes to go. The fourth and two, they didn't communicate well and get that play executed and pass that off between the linebacker and safety, which kind of still thing that could have happened in the first half when they scored on the first touchdown to Blake Corn when they line him up on the right side of the quarterback, slip him out of the backfield to the left. And so these plays are where I say Michigan had the edge at schematically and executed it more. And I think they got a lot of the things from that were successful when Alabama played Auburn. They took a lot of those formations, those short motions, a lot of the pool schemes getting to the edges. I thought in Alabama anticipated Michigan running the ball more downhill on them. And Michigan said, no, 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 we're not going to try and be tough guys. We're going to try to move the ball. We're going to move this thing well, you outside. you got Blake Corum, man. Yeah. We're going to continue to run this ball outside. We're going to let these guys press the hole, press the hole, cut it back. And we're going we're gonna to take these four-yard gains, these, these normally yard runs that would be two and three yards. We're going to make them four and five yards stay ahead of the sticks, and they did a great job of that. And then running crossing routes in versus man-to-man coverage. Like, I think Michigan just out-executed them, and in the end, they won the game. And the last play call, bad snap, and I don't like the play call. I like the ball in Jalen Milrow's hands, but the moment you motion the running back out, everybody in the stadium knew it was quarterback draw. Yep. Like, you ain't throwing it. So, like, maybe give him some kind of option, get him on the edge, do a fake or something, anything but – Motion running back out. And then because even my boy Vim was like, dude, does they not know like the moment you motion the running back, like everybody knew it was quarterback draw? Like, yeah, yeah. Like everybody in the world knew that. I'm like, yeah, I did, dude. I don't know. And then you asked Nick Saban, and Saban was like, well, he's like, it wasn't a good call because it didn't work. Yep. You know, like it's just what it is. If you it, went up front and he scores, it's a fine call. It's a fine call. And he's like, it's a bad call because it didn't work. But, you know, Nick has a great perspective on all this stuff because, you know, and he said, it like, you got to play well. And it's not just come down to one play. All right? You got to play well. And when you play, you know, Alabama's going to kick themselves because, and I say that because they probably played a C-plus performance overall, and you still took the number one team to overtime in the country. And this is a team that everybody said would not even have a chance to get there. And this was a team that really showed growth. And they look like the Alabama of the first three weeks of the season, not the last three weeks of the season. And because of that, you get the results you get. And uh, it's unfortunate, but they lost. Michigan's moving on. Uh, Hats off to them. And I'm looking forward to this great matchup between uh, Michigan and Washington. I've never been a bigger Michigan fan in my life. Yeah, why are you all Well, first of all, I was – 
I, I didn't, I, as you and I argued about, I didn't like the exclusion of Florida State just based on principle and the way the process went down. It wasn't about Alabama necessarily. ACC it, homer. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, definitely. There's no question. I am. <laughs> okay. okay um, for now, anyway. <laughs> but it's not even, but that's the thing. It wasn't even about defending the honor of Florida State because everybody knows they want out anyway. So um, it, it was just about the bullshit process. But moving on. Um, no, I'm a Michigan fan because I'm, I'm a sucker for a good story, right? That's yep. what I do. We, we tell stories in sports. You. You know, after, after your playing career, you do the same thing. You tell stories in sports, you break down sports. And so is there a better story than Jim Harbaugh after three straight Big Ten titles? I mean, some people are going to say yes because they hate him and you know, Michigan cheated and this, that, and the other. But, you know, in the midst of all that. Did to, you see what J.J. McCarthy said? Hold on. To, okay. fi- to finish it off with a national championship, right? And, and and to restore Michigan football to its rightful place, right? That Michigan fans are a bedrock program of college football. They've been playing football longer than anybody else, too. Exactly. I right. didn't know that. Then yeah, I anybody. saw, like, yeah. when they started. I'm like, dude, they got, like, a 50-year head start. Right. So Jim Harbaugh, Michigan man, former Michigan quarterback, comes home, puts him back on the mountaintop, and then walks back to the NFL to chase a Super Bowl, right? There's no better story than that. Now, he's in the mix here just in that, you know, I think we're considered or considering him, and I say – me like I have something to do with it just you know everybody here is talking about it and maybe he's interested maybe he's not but the point is he's probably coming back I think if he wins a national championship he's definitely coming to the NFL uh he returns to the NFL may happen either way I think he's over the whole college thing anyway just like they I mean he missed six games this year (laughs) yeah and they (laughs) still made it to the national championship game which is remarkable they didn't play anybody the first three games Really? They didn't play anybody the first three games. May I remind you that the SEC's best non-conference win came against the Louisville Cardinals. Come on, man. So Michigan played somebody hard the first three games? I, I mean, I, I'm not even here to defend Michigan, but an SEC guy telling me y'all ain't played nobody or they ain't played nobody is pretty funny. I, I said the first three games. <laughs> they didn't play anybody. Oh, the first, Okay, I didn't hear you specify the first three games when you first said it. I'm sorry. Yeah, if like, you did, I'm sorry. I didn't hear that. Yeah, my like, bad. dude, they didn't play anybody my the bad. first three I, games. I'll go back and listen to it. Maybe I, If I missed that, <laughs> my mistake. I apologize. If not, who cares? Anyway. Um, but, yeah, no, I think that – yeah, okay, fine. Point is, like, that was a validating win over Alabama, right? It because, was huge. Let me tell you something. I was there – I didn't see not one Michigan fan sitting up there talking shit, being being berating people. Oh, they tried to find Paul Feinbaum a little bit because Paul was talking yeah. trash. As you and, do. Yeah, and as you do. Yeah. All right. People find Paul to talk yeah, trash. Yeah, I mean, but other than that, like they were just happy to be in that moment because they felt great. Then they felt terrible. Then they felt great. And they were just happy to get that win. They were not like – they weren't bad. I actually – Talked to a lot of Michigan people after the game. And, dude, they were just happy to be in the moment. Yeah. They were like, we have been here. We, we've lost this game year after year after year. They hear all the noise on the outside. And this was just, like, perfect for them right now. And, like, when you see that and when you see other people that happy and that joyful, I'm like, how dare I make this all about me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's a very humble way of looking at it, And man. I'm cool with that. Like, I've lost that game. Like, I've lost it myself personally. So – like, I get it, and I know how much it takes um, to get to the big one. And and when the other team wins, dude, you give them credit, man. You move on, and you try and take that loss, and you see what you can do to make yourself better. It'll be interesting to see because both of these teams, Alabama and Michigan, are definitely going to look way different next year. Michigan, because they're losing a lot because they have so many veteran guys that have played for years and been around oh, since yeah. Harbaugh's kind of jumped off the last couple of years. Like, a lot of these guys have been there. Yeah, Alabama's because – 
a lot of these guys hadn't been there. That was their first time there. And they're having some really good players leave. Jaden Davis, by the way, on his way to Michigan, though. Kid here in Charlotte, Providence Yeah, Day. I saw him. He was on the field. I saw him. Yeah, he's good. No, I'm saying, he, you know, there's some, there's some talent on the way. That's, that's the other thing that he's done there is that he's built. Yeah, but, I, I mean, we'll see. I'm not going to sit up here and crown him as. Oh, no, no, no. All I'm saying is, he's like. He's a great kid, he, But I think Harbaugh's proven, though, that he's brought much more quality players into the program over the past couple of years. And, you know, I think he knows what he's looking for. Anyway, um, before, I, before we kind of wrap this up, I, wanted, we, I don't know. Dude, that thing I sent you last night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? The the kid, the recruit, West Virginia? Oh, yeah. I don't even know how to say his name. I, I, so I found out. You do pronounce the K. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean. Oh, that I, helps. I, I would hope a couple of generations ago. So it, That helps. All right, that so, helps. So the kid's first name is Noah. His last name is. You want to help me out here as the you know resident white guy? Is it? Is it Kaniga or is it is it nigga? I, I think it's Ka and then the word. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, it's Kaniga. I think so. There's no way they'd say it like that. I, I, I'm that just is awful. I don't if know. They say it like that. It, it's basically <laughs> the, it, it's basically the word with a silent K it is, at the beginning. It is. it is with a K at the front, and you're like, dude, there's no way. First, right. Exactly. You but, sent me this. I, so, so this kid, he's a, and he's, he's, a, he's got an offer, or he's going on a visit. Look, it sounds like he's he's excited to visit January 14th. He's a recruit. He's a high schooler. His first name's Noah. Uh, his last name is K-N-I-G-G-A. I'm not going to say it. Good Won't job, do it. Pal. Good uh, job. You know, just not happening. But, uh, yeah, I think it's uh, – oh, he's from Indiana, right? So he's taking a visit to West Virginia. I bring this up. First of all, that's a broadcaster's nightmare, first oh. and foremost. Can you imagine? No, I'm – not only that. But- if he's good enough to play at West Virginia – He's gonna probably end up on TV at some point. Yeah, and you don't. What even- is Joe Tessitore gonna do if that kid pops up on his roster on TV? You know, Joe. What is Joe gonna do if that happens? Joe's gonna be eloquent about it and deliver the people what they want. He's hitting that K, and there's gonna be a pregnant pause, man. <laughs> Dude, it's gonna be so awkward. You know what? Next time I see Joe Tess, I'm gonna have to ask. Him. Please ask him. I will, because Joe Tess is the ultimate professional. He's like- he's fantastic. Like, what does Chris Fowler do with that name on oh. Saturday night? I have no idea. How does Gus Johnson handle that name? Because Gus Gus is the guy who's allowed to say it. Gus is going to be emphatic about it. Gus is going to. You think so? Do you think he softens the K? Gus Gus is going to invite and talk about going to a barbecue together. Gus is going to go all in. You say he's invited to the cookout? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like Noah's automatically invited to the cookout? Yeah, that's what he's going to say. Wow. Noah's like, bro, you should have. Gus is going to be all in. You heard him. He's actually talked about bringing to the cookouts. Oh, yeah. Like, Gus is Gus is absolutely action-packed. There's no greater him. honor for a white person than to be invited to the cookout. It is the ultimate honor. Being from Indiana, bro, yeah. he never had no Southern food. No, 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 no. No, no, no. And that's, I mean, my, my wife actually gave me cornrows about three years ago. She got bored. She's very talented with that sort of thing. That is awesome. I posted it on the internet, immediately got the cookout invite from like three different people. <laughs> It's the greatest honor there is, man. Like, bro, where you from? Florida? <laughs> <laughs> Off a of light skin, it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, immediately. Like, it's a couple things, Kyle, that just pop right off. Oh, my God. That's one of them. That's one Look, of them. This, this dude's name, though, is hilarious. I saw that. Um, I didn't know how to enunciate it. And in my mind, I'm just like, bro, this, this guy. It, like, I, I, love, I would love to love my family, bro, but I'm, I'm changing my name. Like, this ain't it. I, but you know at least – if do you think the K was silent a couple of generations ago and they just had to change it? Dude, like during the civil rights movement, you can't keep that last this, name if you're a white why person. Why do you even have it? 
Like, this is not a... Maybe a, they didn't, because if you got to change it, you just go all the way to, like, Johnson or something. Yeah, just change this, the whole last name. This is, this is not... This is not like a prideful name to have. This is not something you you pouring into. This is this is all disrespect. Or maybe there was always the K in it. I don't know. There's a lot of possibility here. Maybe they're wonderful people. I don't want to slander anybody. Maybe they're. Uh, awesome. I, they, I'm sure they're. Wonderful but the best people. part about this entire story, last thing, is the comments. Yes. Because some dude. Oh, the comments are always the best. Part. Well, they're the best part. But you know, I didn't even. I didn't put this together at first. His first name's Noah, and some guy jumps in and goes, "Yeah, I know a named Devonte." <laughs> <laughs> Like the the <laughs> I'm about to die over here. <coughs> oh God, the comments are amazing, man. Oh, they're absolutely hysterical. Anyway, Noah, best of luck. Hope you get the offer. Now, now tell me this, Kyle, because talking about comments. So I want to tell you something that happened to me recently. I want to share this with. Please everybody. do, please do. Um, so hold on, man, I, and I want you to see this too. Okay. Um, I I posted. Um, well, my boys posted something the other day. And, and what I did was, um, I reposted it, right? Um, my boy Marty and Tim Tebow Mm -hmm. posted something, right? What was it? Um, it was a picture of us in the national anthem. Okay. Here it is right here. All right. Hold on. Let me see. He's he's walking this to me right now. So, all right. So you got this. All right. So they got hands over heart. You got your hands crossed. Is that the problem? People in the comments had a problem with that. What? Okay. Yes. Okay. So I'm standing at attention, correct? Am I standing at attention at the flag? Yes. All right. Which is what I always do. I've done that same position since I've been in college. Okay. I'm, I'm scrolling, but I've yet to hit one criticizing yeah, it, you. Yeah. It, it's, it's probably on down there. It, oh, it, here it is. Harper too good to honor the country that gave him so much. Bad look and a weak move. Act like a grown-up and pay respect to this country. It has earned that. I mean, listen, full disclosure, I've always been a hand-over-heart guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually it's because I'm taking my hat off, and so I just right. keep my hat over my chest. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. So at the same time, I do see a lot of people, and like people that I respect, that have stood there with their arms crossed in the front. So I've I have never in my life taken offense to somebody doing that. It's, Me neither. It's like you. It's like they. It's like he. It's like you're sitting down. They're so angry. <laughs> so, Kyle, and I'm literally like, wh- oh God, here's one. Hold on. Th- here's one. You got another one. Yeah. Why is the Bama guy not cross his heart? <laughs> and somebody below the first comment because he's quote unquote oppressed. What the? <laughs> here's the thing. Why did people spend this much time in the comments? So. Kyle, I, I'm amazed with what in the world was that? Are people people on your roof? I have no idea. What in the hell was that? I have no idea what that was. I'm a little nervous. Maybe they're taking the lights down. Oh, yeah, that could be it. Maybe they're taking the lights down. That could be it. Um, so, you know, when I saw this, I was like, hold on, hold on. I've been that same every single time I've ever done the national anthem. I yeah. stand there at attention. I pay respects to the flag. I love this country. Anybody that knows me knows who I am. And so it was, uh, it took me back. But then at the same time, I'm like, dude, why do I, I would never give any of these people any attention. And it's amazing to me because it's a thing like the internet is not a nice place. Oh, hell no. People that can say these things and, and all of a sudden, People want to bring up all these other things and make it into something. And I come from a place of abundance and I'm a happy person. And I don't, I'm like, this is such a beautiful picture. 
and such a great thing, especially with what my man Marty said behind the picture about how grateful he was to be in that arena, to be in that stadium with these four beautiful people that beside him. We got to do a show that we all love, cover a sport that we love, yeah. watch a great game, a classic, and all of a sudden somebody wants to bring up something negative and make it something that it's not at all. And so it's funny because I actually had somebody DM me about it, and I said, look, number one, I love Alabama too because he's an Alabama fan. Number two, I'm like, what gives you the right to tell me how I'm supposed to honor and show respect when I'm doing this? And there's, there's no thing that says you have to put your hand over your heart or you're not doing it the right way. Like that's not. Well, that's, I mean, that, that's what I was going to say is that like that's what I was always taught, and so it's, it's reflex for me, but I've – I mean, I don't think it's written in the Constitution or anything. And again, I've seen a lot of people who stand there with their arms crossed at attention in the front or in the back, and it's it's never struck me as odd or certainly not disrespectful. It's so, not. I mean, people are gonna, bro, fuck the internet, like I, I, the whole thing. I know the internet has been the force for some good, but overall, fuck the internet. I, I just, I, I take it. And I'm just like. I just can't believe people will make anything out of anything now and try and take it and t- turn into a negative thing when it's clearly all positive, all great vibes. And I just would want to encourage everybody else to try and look at things from a great, with the glass half full. I like that. And continue to encourage. Let's try not to tear down. And let's not continue to act like everybody's so divided or that people are doing things to be divisive towards you. Yeah. Because that's where these things are coming from. And we need to realize that whether me and Kyle, all right, tall white guy, big ass beard, would look like, you know, he's from West Virginia. Hey, not West Virginia. Sorry, Virginia, but he's from the country part of Virginia. Correct. All right. (laughs) And that me being from Alabama, a black guy, that you would think we would have nothing in common. Right. But in all honesty, we have this podcast because we have so much in common. Correct. And this is exactly why we do these things because yeah. we are two totally different people and totally oh, different bro, speaking of, of that, on the show yesterday, yeah. I, or two days ago, I had Cole Kubelik on, right? Yeah. I made a joke. I was like, uh, yeah, me and Cole, we share custody of Roman Harper. We both, uh, we, we both you know, host a show with him. I got some guy on the text line who texted me. He's like, is Roman your slave? <laughs> And I, and I texted the guy back, and I was like, bro, that is the weirdest thing ever sent to this text line. Congratulations. And he was like, no, it's not. It's what it sounded like to me. I was like, do you think that, that people out there thought that I was saying that we, we own a grown man? Do you think that that's what I meant? And he was like, well, it's what it sounded like to me. And I was like, Lord have mercy. I literally said this, like, Lord have mercy. Have a good day. And that's, yeah. a la- that's the last thing I sent to him. And he said back to me, he goes, thank you, Massa. I will do that. And I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? What are we doing? What are we? What are, what you are do- we doing? Like I was like, first of all, if you don't know my relationship with Roman, that's one thing. You should probably yeah. shut up before you say something. There we go. But second of all, if you know my relationship with Roman, why would you say that? So like, people. That's why I said, fuck the internet, fuck anonymous texters and everything else. Yep. It, you know, people use burners on our text line all the time. Like, it's part of the gig. You know, when yes. you're when you're a public facing person like yes. you are, like I am, it's part of what we do. But yes. sometimes you just wonder about like, is is that the depths of humanity? Like, what what made you so angry that you would take something? And admittedly it was just kind of silly it was a throwaway turn of phrase but yeah you thought what that i was i'm secretly racist against the person that i the, the grown man that i probably spend more time with away from my own family you, you think that i'm racist secretly against roman is that what you think it's cool. crazy it's crazy to me kyle but that's the internet that's the that's anonymous people that's yes. the, that's dealing with those kinds of folks and the other thing that bothers me and you know is okay well you you're 
you're so prideful of this that yeah that is the that is because I hear a ladder yeah um that is what um that is but you know you're so prideful in this that and the other and you take pride in this you take pride in that it's patriotic and all this other stuff and I'm like well I'd love to and my brother even brought he's like dude I'd love to see their ancestry because they're from the south they're their great 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 grandparents they didn't love they didn't love the flag because they were going with the south and they were trying to go against this country so let's come full circle here let's realize that we are so much closer than we are divided i promise you that and the people up top and like what people want to try and do is separate us because when they separate you they can control you sure and instead of us just being together I honor and love this country more than just as much as anybody. And so Well, you and I've talked about it, right? Yeah. It's one of the it's one of the big reasons I, I I think I have an issue with some of what's happening in the country right now. There should always be healthy criticism of this government because it's what makes our government, our country Perfect. unique what in that is. way, yes, right? Yes, I I yes. really I I truly, truly believe that. But, you know, at the same time, we have a we have a very hard time having certain conversations without getting really angry with each other. Yeah, um, because you know, it, it goes personal, and it shouldn't go personal. We're just trying to we're trying to attack problems, not people. Well, right, but the, the only last problem, but yes, the, the last thing I was going to say is we're all we've got, right? Yes. Because there are a lot of places. I realize there are other nice places to live around the country, right? Or around the world, pardon me. There, we're not the only nice place to live in the world. We're the best. But it's pretty awesome here relative to most other places the in best. the world. And we got a lot of issues, but I'd rather work on solving the issues than bitching about how terrible this place is all the I time. I agree. So, yeah, anyway, um, you know, go USA. I yeah. got to go to work now. Hey, man, there it is, man. America. Ro- Ro- America, the A is silent, baby. Dude, I criticized that. When, I, when I, was, I was cracking jokes about Tepper on Twitter on Sunday when he threw that drink, uh, I had one guy. It was like MAGA 1993, 64, 2000. And like, I'm not going after a guy. I'm not going after people for his political views, but like Trump was his AVI and everything. And he's like, I love that he did it. Now sit down, you beta male. Why would you love somebody acting the ass? I don't know. He's it like, doesn't he's like, give you a right. No, that's a, but that's the it point. It doesn't like, give you a I right. I love a good confrontation. I love a good fight. I love trashy shit sometimes. Yeah, but watch like, cheaters. But okay. you, the NFL owner shouldn't be doing that stuff, right? No. So I got into character with him, right? So I'm, I'm straight up. Because I don't fight with people on the internet anymore, but I was like, this might this, be fun. This, this, this one's one. going to be fun. This is right? the one. So this I was like... One. I said something to the effect. I called him a soy boy in response. I knew it was going to fire him up, man. Oh, he got so fired up. Yeah. You know, and we're going back and forth, and I was like, how big a boy are you? Yeah, well, and, if you – look, let me tell you something, Kyle. It's a couple triggering things oh, yeah. in in this world, all right? Yeah. Number one, if you call a black person the N-word, you're you going to get that – you you might get your ass whooped, and it's going to trigger. Yeah. All right? You calling a grown white man a boy – Trigger. It's, yeah. It's like a trigger. For, for a lot of dudes, it is. You it don't is. call me boy, you don't call me son. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're not my daddy, all right? Yeah. You're, trigger immediately. Right. 100%. Like, a lot of dudes, so, that don't fly with them. Don't fly. And so these other things, and I'm just like, man, it, it, and it's funny because it's all positive comments except for like four. Yeah. And these four are the one that's going to get all the, the people to get the ruffle feathers. I, I just, I can't imagine being so angry that I'm randomly talking shit to people on the internet that I don't know. And it's like, that's why I'm messing with this guy. I'm like, how big a boy are you? I was like, you don't want to dance with this bear, son. You ain't tough enough. And we're going, I, that's exactly what I said to him. And, and he's, he's like, like, I will dance. And then, right. No, then, then he turns around and he's like, oh, so now you want violence? And I'm like, bro, you called me a beta male to start the fucking conversation. What is wrong with you? And I was like, I'm just giving you the opportunity to come test that theory because nobody ever pushes back on these people for the most part. No, they get to just and say every what they once want. in a while I'll get where I'm like, well, here's where I am. Here's my location. You can come on down and see me. 
Yeah. You know, because you wouldn't say this to my face. I know no. you wouldn't. Not in a second you wouldn't say this shit to no. my face. So anyway, uh, we'll talk to you next time. 93 was a success. Well done. Hey, man, good job, Kyle. It's good seeing you again. You too, buddy. For Roman Harper, I'm Kyle Bailey. Work hard. Be nice to each other.